Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the False Prophets Podcast. I am your host, Phil Risden, and I'm sorry that I sound so under the weather. I don't know if I sound a little bit scratchy, you know what I mean? A little bit a little bit tired, a little, a little throaty, pause, you know what I mean? Uh, these allergies are killing me. I know even this episode came out a little late. I try to release these episodes in the morning, or at least in the early afternoon, but my head has been feeling like it's going to explode for the last two days. It is hitting me hard, you know? Uh, I live in New York City, you know, which is, uh, well, right now I'm in Jersey, but I, I spend most of my time and I work a lot in New York City right now, and I feel like everybody's sick. Is it just me, or has anybody else been sick for the past, like, two months on and off? You know, it's cold outside one day, it's hot outside another day, and I'm, I'm losing it. I've been chugging apple cider vinegar, you can see it here. Your boy's into wellness right now. <laughs> it's not even that I'm into it. It's more that I'm just clinging to life. I'm clinging to anything that'll ensure my survival. So I've just been drinking, uh, just been drinking that, trying to trying to survive out here. Welcome, 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 welcome to episode forty-two of the podcast. Forty-two. Can you believe we've gotten here already? Forty-two. This episode is named. Don't forget your blackness. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's named Don't Forget Your Blackness because we have a lot of things to talk about in this episode. Most importantly, an update on the Jonathan Majors saga, as you will call it. Um, and uh, basically, I don't know if you guys have uh, seen or heard any of the updates that are going on, but he's recently been released by his PR team and his management team. Um and obviously, like I talked about, Disney is thinking about releasing as Kang the Conqueror. And uh, one thing that recently came out that is added to things is uh, the text messages between him and this girl during the altercation. Um, I wasn't aware of the text messages before. I, I think they may have been out for a little while. Um, I believe his lawyer uh, told him to release those. I don't think that was the best idea. If I'm being honest with you, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be real with you, man. I feel like I read the I read the text messages, and I'll be honest, it pretty much happened just the way I said it, didn't it? Right? If you read it, go ahead read the text message. I feel like everything I was saying the last episode. Check it out. Ah, see that nice little plug there. Go check it out. But um, it was it's pretty much played out the way that I was saying before, which is what I think it was is. The two of them are probably toxic people in a bit of a toxic relationship. They fight. The both of them fight and hit each other. Um, so, yes, he did hit her, but she also hits him um, and stuff. And they were fighting over something like a girl, you know, that was texting him on his phone. They're going back and forth. The cops come. They see the scuffle, maybe, you know, some scratches on his face and, you know, a bruise on her and they take him away. And the reason why this episode is called Don't Forget Your Blackness is because I feel like if we're really just going for it right now, being honest, if Jonathan Majors didn't forget his blackness, he would not be in this situation right now. Um, if, if a lot of you guys don't really know this whole thing, uh, Jonathan Majors, he was the one who called the cops. He was the one who called the cops. And this is what I'm saying about forgetting your blackness. I think there's a lot of young black artists who, especially now, this has been going on forever, but especially now when they're in the art space and they're successful, they start forgetting where they come from a little bit in the sense of, you know, that we have harsher consequences. Okay, um, I'm not necessarily saying he's forgetting where he comes from as far as like culture and oh he doesn't mess with like black people anymore. Not like that. What I mean is he's forgetting that, bro, you were in a car, 
you are a big you are a big black man with a white woman and you guys are having a physical fucking fight do not call the cops. I know it probably seemed like the more responsible thing to do because you guys are going crazy. He probably also ex- expected them to know who he was. But the thing is that people don't, you know, a lot of these celebrities forget about racism. It's like some of those people don't care who you are. And honestly, if they don't know who you are, it, it can be so, so much worse because now you're just a black guy in a Maserati who hit a white woman and the white woman's probably hot, too. You know, so they want to fuck her. They're upset that they're not fucking her. They're mad that you're fucking her. You know what I mean? And then they're wondering what you did to get the money, which makes them suspicious already. So you're an extra threat and you've hit her. So this is a very, very serious thing now. And uh, yeah, I, I suspect that's what happened. I suspect that's what happened. I'm thinking really because they said the lawyer has said that there is a video as well, too, that absolves him of everything. So I'm thinking she was the one, one who is hitting a lot more, um, really, really swinging on him, swinging on him, swinging on him. And his stuff was more self-defense. I'm not saying that you should linger on a woman ever. Um, you know, I was always taught... You, fucking leave the room or at worst you know hold her arms to her sides or something but you do not hit. but you know people are raised differently and you know i won't talk about people, certain people's childhood traumas and past and stuff like that he should have known better but that being said i think more of his stuff might have been more defensive depending on you know how they're talking about this video um so, which is why he probably called cops. He was like, they're going to come here. They're going to take this girl away. They know who I am. And this is all just going to be some crazy thing. Maybe it will blow up on TMZ, but it's not going to be that serious. And then they got there. They had no idea who he was. Uh, they, they saw him. They saw her. And they were like, who the fuck is this guy? Why did he do this? You're going to jail. Sorry. <laughs> and, and And that's about it. And you can kind of see it um, from the text messages as well. I mean, I feel like that kind of confirms that whole shit. And it's just like, yeah, man, don't forget your blackness out here, bro. They don't care about the scratches on your face. I'm sure she was hitting you really hard. I mean, obviously not just as hard as, as you or, you know, or whatever. I mean, you know, that's another thing, too. It's like you're not just any black dude. I mean, you're fucking ripped. You're literally like a slave looking black dude, bro. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. You know what I mean? And um but in, in a way, that was kind of part of your appeal. You have this danger and this strength about you that probably like turned women on. They thought you were really cool and everything like that. But now this is the dark side of it. And this is what you have to deal with when you get in these sort of alterations. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, as far as what will happen to him, I don't think he's going to be gone forever. I don't think he's fully going to be gone. Um, I don't think this is a Nate Parker situation or anything like that. If you guys don't, Nate, don't know Nate Parker, he was the guy who... Um, created birth of a nation which was going to be critically acclaimed everybody was talking about it It was bubbling for a while and then someone brought up um some case of sa from back in the day when he was a college wrestler um and what made it even even worse i think personally was that the person who accused him uh had actually uh you know committed suicide um, you know, and, and, uh, ended their life, uh, a couple years before. So it's not even like it was just a person running around or anything like that. This person had taken their own life. It may have been tied to that. It may not have, but that didn't really help the thing. And so that th- he was dead in the water after that. Nate Parker was, he was finished. Uh, I would say after that he was, he was definitely done and he hasn't really done anything since. Um, but I don't think Jonathan Majors is necessarily like that. I don't think it is that. I do think he is going to have to be gone for 
you know, I'd say probably like four years. We'll see how his his film rollouts go, though. That's the that's the big thing. If Disney gets rid of him and they don't release any of the things that he was already in, uh, then he could possibly just be gone, gone. Uh, if they release everything that he's been in and they let things roll out and everything like that and it's fine and they either still keep him as Kang or they replace him later on, I think I think he could be okay and he could be back around doing bigger movies in about four years. Um, but you never know. You never know. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people they want to replace. And also, again, don't forget your blackness is, you know, niggas don't really get mulligans like that, bro. Sorry. They don't really get do overs like that. Um you know, but he's just so talented. I think he has this uh, this uh, vibe to him that is very infectious. That I I don't think people want to give up so easily. Easily. So so who knows? But they're saying that uh, Damson Idris wants to, um, or they're thinking about Damson Idris and a couple different people uh, to take over uh, for Kang the Conqueror. So this is going to be interesting and stuff. And um, you know, I think realistically, this is really just going into you know character shit, man. Just character shit, you know, like I said, you know, don't forget your blackness, but also too, this is a chance for him to really sit down and mature with himself and realize that he has to move on from the type of women that he's around. I think he only has two choices realistically if this thing is going to work and he's going to go forward as a professional. The one choice is to marry this woman and basically make her like your full-on wifey, bro. She's your main. That is it. That is don't cheat. You don't do nothing. You stay out of the tabloids and you can kind of write it off as, well, you know, we were having this spat, but we love each other so passionately that sometimes we get overly passionate and you know what I mean? And you can kind of go that route, you know, and we're tag toxic, but it's kind of this, you know, drunken love type shit. You know what I mean? Like that singing, I have a good voice. What do you want me to say? Although I have allergies and they sound like shit, but, but it could be like that. You could do something like that. Or he simply really has to stay away from any sort of volatile female relationship in any way, shape, or form uh, ever again. And that's just what he has to do. And that's a tough thing because, you know, I've been through um, stuff like that before where you realize nothing as bad as him. But when you realize that you have to change the trajectory of the people that you're attracted to. You know, that's a real tough thing. I think that really happens, especially as you get older and mature. Everyone has to deal with it, men and women. We all have to deal with it. Um, but it just sucks when it's not something that you choose naturally. It's a lesson that you had to learn. That one ah, never feels good. It never feels good. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. And, I, you know, from now on, I think that is a, probably a lesson that he has learned. But it's going to be really hard because, you know, you're attracted to who you're attracted to and you're going to have to kind of reconfigure your brain to be attracted to other people, you know, who don't necessarily, you know, tick all those boxes, you know, those, those boxes, even though you didn't want to admit it, you know, you said there were red flags in public, but realistically in your mind or from where you've been born or how you were raised, those are actually green flags. And you're going to have to refigure your brain, brain to have them actually be red flags. I mean, it's the worst too, man. Oh, hell, it'll kill you, man. There's been times, bro. There have been times where I've met a woman and she said some shit or I've seen her do something and I'm like, fuck. I would have been in love with you five years ago, you know? <laughs> I think everybody has that. 
some, some, you know, even the ladies, you know, I don't know if there's any women watching this. I know I have more of a dude fan base, but I'm sure there's dude, like, men, women, whoever watching this, and you're just like, fuck, this person. And you're like, I'm staying away. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm over, dead, done, over, gone. You know, but at the same time, like, fuck, if this was like, oh, if this was 2017, I'd be fucking in there. I'd be in them cheeks, boy. You know, so shout out to Jonathan Majors. You know, I hope he stays strong through all this. And, you know, who knows? Um, hopefully, you know, more more truth comes out. And, you know, or who knows? Maybe this could get worse. I don't know this guy. I don't really I'm not really invested in him like that. So who knows? There are stories of possibly like other people possibly coming forward. It, I just I don't know. So I just hope whoever is telling the truth um you know gets the justice that they deserve and we'll just leave it at that but uh speaking of damson idris we were talking about snowfall snowfall is uh coming out uh the final episode just released yesterday and i still haven't watched it i'll be honest i didn't want to um recap or do any spoilers with you guys because i know in the black community snowfall i <laughs> is snowfall the new kwanzaa this is a thing that we all we all share together like it's crazy like snowfall right now has been bringing together the community which is ironic because it's all about crack which was destroying the community but this has been bringing together the community and i, I love it i really love this show and um i can't wait to see the ending of it I, I you know i might i'm probably going to discuss uh the show and the whole scope of it on monday's episode um and just really really have fun with it but i wanted to wait i didn't want to like <laughs> i didn't want to um Oh, watch the episode and have to restrain myself from spoiling. So I just chose not to watch it yet. I'm going to watch it right after this. But uh, I'm really excited um, for it. And I just want to shout out all the brilliant actors who have been on that show. Just killing it. I mean, so many of them. I'm, You know, you had um, the girl who played Mel in the beginning who was just amazing. Um, and also shout out to Franklin's wife and shit in, in the last two seasons, man. Like she was somebody I had to like kind of warm up to and everything, but she's just so fucking down. She's so fucking down. I love her character. I think she's so cool. Louie, she's so, she's someone to be, you know, who needs to be dealt with boy. So I'm super excited. All the women on that show are cool as fuck i'm not gonna lie franklin's mom you know you got louie you got you know you got um ah what's his what's his wife's name i don't i don't even fucking remember v yeah i think it's like veronica or whatever or i believe that's her her name but she's amazing everybody's amazing on that show i mean obviously jerome you know rest in peace and shit so i just really can't wait to check that out and i think it's just such an interesting um dissection of i think crack and and the whole era and everything and of you know freeway ricky ross and his whole thing and i, I also like how they did start bringing him in as a consultant um because you know at the end of the day this is this is an american story this is an american history story this is a black story but it is his story and to act as if it's not and when they did in the, like the first two, maybe three seasons was kind of rough. And that was not fair. Um, and he deserves at least some sort of compensation in things. Obviously, I know you're taking liberties for certain shit, but come on, guys. Uh, so that was really cool that they kind of brought him in and stuff, too. And um, also just seeing Dempsey and Idris like really take on that role of Franklin in such a 
a daring but like precise and honest way you know because i'll be real too you know i'm i'm some i'm the type of guy who when it comes to british actors i i like british actors but i do have a problem with the fact that like a lot of black actors who are winning not even right now for like what the last 20 years are just british and it's gotten to the point where it's a little fucking crazy it's like every monumental black role in a movie um especially when it comes to historical figures has always been played by a british person um to the point where i almost have this weird conspiracy theory where i think that hollywood in america like in film in america they'd actually prefer a british black person to play a american black historical figure because when they're filming all this stuff and they're making money off of it, they almost don't feel as guilty. They feel like there's a little bit less of an apology when it's someone who's not American playing Martin Luther King. Does that make sense? Like maybe that's just me. That's something I've always just kind of felt where it's like, I feel like they feel a little less guilty when they have someone like Damson Idris or the guy who played, um, you know, Martin Luther King in Selma or, you know, um, Idris Elba or one of those guys. When they have someone like that rather than Samuel L. Jackson. I think they prefer that. Um, and I mean, there, I think there's a very, very big issue, you know, of, you know, race in Hollywood, obviously is talked about all the time, but this episode is called don't forget your blackness. And I think there's a reason why they went from Jonathan majors to, Oh, maybe we can pick Damson Idris. And it's not just cause he's shining is because I think after this whole Jonathan majors shit, they were like, damn, you can't give these American niggas nothing, nothing. We clearly made a mistake. We thought he could be kind of like the next Denzel guy. We we're going to try and squeeze one in. You know, we know that people talk about how there's too many black British people uh, of fame and it's almost weird. So why don't we put this? Why don't we put this guy in? And we tried and fuck it, you know, and I don't know. There's this energy of that. Maybe maybe I'm a little crazy, um, but it's just one of those things. And, you know, but, it, you know. On the contrary to that, that's why I, I wanted to say that, you know, his portrayal of Franklin, even though I feel that way sometimes um, about British actors, his portrayal of Franklin is just so spot on, just so amazing um, that you have to put all that stuff on the wayside and really acknowledge uh, the brilliant work that he's been doing. So shout out to Damson Idris, um, you know, shout out to black excellence, black actors. And uh, yeah, man, speaking of black excellence and black entertainment, is this just going to be a a black entertainment television film podcast? I don't know what's happening with this thing, but I, I feel like talking about it. I just wanted to um, shout out another person. Uh, shout out to Janelle James uh, recently. If you guys don't know her, she plays the principal on Abbott Elementary. Shout out to Janelle James. She was just on the cover of Variety magazine. And um, yeah, she had she had her own, um, you know, her own spread on there, a whole interview. And in the interview, she kind of got a little flack because she said that uh, Dave Chappelle's last special or his last specials, um, plural, I guess, uh, weren't very funny and they're a bit boring. Um, and some people have kind of been um, coming at her. I don't even really think people have been coming at her. It's more just like Entertainment Weekly came out with an article kind of like really honing in on that, which makes sense i mean dave is the goat so anybody saying anything even remotely critical is kind of placed in this box of like oh someone's trying to take him down someone's trying to take him down i don't think that's what she was trying to do she was just stating her honest opinion um about things and she's more than 
you know, welcome to have those opinions. And I don't necessarily think everything she was saying was very, very wrong. Um, you know, that's just how she feels. Um, the last one, the closer, I thought was okay. I didn't think it was incredible. I thought it was okay as well. I think the last uh, few specials he ha he's had have been really funny um, and been really cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do see what she's saying, though, where, you know, when you take yourself too serious and the jokes fall away, it's like, you know, your point of view is supposed to be under the jokes. It's not supposed to be the point of view. And then you hope the jokes come in there. Um, I will say I do think that Dave Chappelle is kind of earn that right in where he is as a comedian uh i also think it's just a bit more of a sign of the times i think you know because people take our words so seriously as comedians we now take ourselves so seriously as comedians we've always taken ourselves seriously but now it's a different time because people want to truly like punish us for things um not even just our jokes, our jokes, but also our point, our point of views, um, outside of jokes, um, our lifestyles, whatever dust ups happen. Um, you know, so I think comedians just feel on defense all the time. So that's caused a lot of them to either make comedy that is almost absurdist, more like, I think you should leave. Um, on on Netflix, you know that type of stuff, really absurdist type stuff, um, to do maybe maybe more one-liner stuff, more political comedy, or to just be very very um, serious and kind of step into the the brand of one-man shows because I think that's the only place that I think a lot of comedians um, feel safe are those kind of areas of things now. Um, rather than just kind of talking about what they want to talk about and a little bit of politics here and a little bit of this here, a little bit, it's like, no, now I think the way that, um, you know, the world is and also just the algorithms work you have. Yeah. So I think, uh, a lot of comedians, um, you know, take themselves a little bit more seriously now just, you know, because they're afraid of, uh, scrutiny. I definitely think it's a, a scrutiny thing. I think a lot of people are just really, really afraid of being scrutinized or chastised for anything that they say. So they either internalize that and put their guard up, which why they're like, okay, well, I have to get this kind of um, self-aggrandizing like platform and pedestal to step on to have my views rather than just telling jokes with those ideas in them because when people come at me I'm really gonna have to put my foot down about these ideas so it's better for me to kind of just act like more serious honestly about them um, so that my supporters will defend me in a more serious way I also I, I also think too there's uh, there's it's also the algorithm it's also the algorithm I think you know, the way the internet and everything is so based now, it's like everything has to be put into sections. And I think when you're just lightly joking about things, the the internet doesn't know where to place it and what's real and what's not. And we're dealing with this weird thing. I feel like, you know, especially nowadays, like, has anybody else noticed that entertainment really isn't all that entertaining anymore? It more just kind of occupies space in your mind. People don't even get the chance really to be funny because they have to have these like little little bites of videos and and clips and stuff. So they don't really get to build their acts anymore. People have to create podcasts just like I'm doing or, or vlogs in order to gain fan bases. The thing we have to do in order to get the recognition 
it takes a different form now. So a lot of the time, that different form has to be a little bit more serious or a little bit more gripping. Like it has to pull you in in a little bit like more of like, you know, no, I believe this rather than like, ah, it's just tongue in cheek. Um, even if it truly is just tongue in cheek, there's been a lot of times where I've on, I've been on this podcast and I'll, I'll say a bunch of stuff just to get a rise out of people. And I don't even necessarily, like, I might not even necessarily believe in it, but it's just to get a rise out of people, just to get some sort of attention. And I think it can go, and I do that on the more humorous side, but I think even as a comedian, you can do that on the more serious side too, just to get people to listen, just to get people to really hear what you're saying. And I think Dave Chappelle is in that zone now where he has so much recognition and shit that he's like, all right, now I have these things I want to say, and I know people are going to fight me back on it. So I'm going to kind of play the more lecturer role um since i've kind of earned all that goodwill and cash i'm just gonna actually be in more the lecture kind of status of what i want to do i i like what he's doing i wouldn't fully call everything he releases now a comedy special i mean what was that one it was like 847 that thing about um uh, about um not eric garner um uh george floyd obviously like that's not really like a special you know what i mean i think he's kind of beyond that i think he's kind of transcending that in a way and kind of just becoming this uh social commentator um and whether or not you really want to call that fully a comedian is you know is up to you uh but shout out to janelle james uh number one for getting the cover of variety but also for speak your mind that's fucking awesome i still remember you know hanging out with her at, at mics and shows and stuff and now she's blown up and doing this these huge fucking things she's on the cover of variety how incredible how in, it's 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 just it's just wild man it's just wild so I'm, I'm really proud of her and i really hope she doesn't forget her blackness because if some crazy shit happens i don't want her to end up calling the cops and then get hauled away for some bullshit so shout out to her and uh, i wish you the best all right guys that's the podcast i know this one has been a little bit short but i'm really just feeling under the weather and stuff and i need to get this stuff out so i did it i i was here i was here for you i, I tried to make it as funny entertaining and as, as insightful as possible i hope you guys love it uh please make sure to like share subscribe all that stuff i really want to thank you guys for all the views i got on the last episode i mean uh amazing amazing uh i've been going up on everything so please and i if i can ask you right here i'm looking at you right here okay the views are nice the views are great but if you could really please please like the video if you could like the video, that's what gets me shown to all the different people out there who may or may not like my vibes. And isn't that what we're going for? You know, we want to find other people who like the vibes of the show so we can all talk and be a real community together. You know, and one day I can have a altercation in the car, but I play it smart and I don't forget my blackness so I don't get arrested and I don't lose my career. Right. That's what we're banking for, guys. So let's hope that we get there. Uh, <laughs> this has been the False Prophets Podcast. I'm Phil Risden. Thank you so much. Peace.